Well, good morning, everybody. Great to be here this morning, right? To be alive. <laughs> so I didn't have any uh, any notes of encouragement or words of encouragement uh, out there. If you want to spew off a few, I'd be more than okay with that. I know I'm thankful for being part of this body. Let me tell you, you know, um, it's it's just it's just an incredible uh, body to be part of. As as Kirk said, you know, it's it's uh, just amazing, um, really, the depth of of the body of the brothers and sisters that are here. You know, we're not we're not we're not a cookie cutter bunch of Christians, right? You know, and I'm and I'm super thankful for that. And it's been that way. I came out here in 2005, right? And it's been that way, you know, since then. So, um, any birthdays before we continue on? Birthdays, birthdays. I know we just celebrated. Courtney, Courtney turned 21 on the 22nd, or on the 21st, uh, yeah, on the 22nd, sorry, and we just celebrated it uh, last night, because we were finally able to get together, so, 21, what in, the, what in the world happened, I know, and I'm a grandpa, what happened, you know, as Jeff said, I'm like, my goodness, does time just fly by, right, and, and it gets faster as you get older, I remember my grandparents telling me that, right, you know, you better enjoy it. Yeah, all right, whatever. You know, like every year seemed like it just went, it's like forever, right? Especially in school when you're a kid, you're like, oh, this is just dragging on, you know? And then you, and then you get on, and I'm telling you what, it's just every year just keeps going faster and faster. She was five when I first started coming out here. Five. Five years old, you know? Um, so before I forget, Wednesday nights, uh, simply at the Comptons. Uh, we're doing that. So, um, anyway, anybody else have any any announcements? Any other stuff before we before we get kicked off here? No. Barbecue tonight. Barbecue tonight. Oh, it's barbecue tonight. Yeah. Okay. Bar- what time is that? Four thirty. Sorry, you know when you, when you have graveyard brains, uh, <laughs> when you never know what day of the week it is, uh, when, when you're working, you know, sixteen hours a day, it becomes a little difficult to. To, to kind of keep in track of, because there's days I'm literally like, wake up and I'm like, what day, what day is it today? Like, I have no idea. I know it's like my third day of the work, but I have no idea what day it actually is, right? So um, it, it becomes a, a little a little confusing at times. So um, so, the, so the title uh, today is, is, why are you so happy or so positive, right? I tell you what, as, as God says, the, the fields are, are, are ripe for harvest, right? What an opportunity we have, really, through through this whole, you know, 2020 into into 21. You know, really gave us an opportunity uh, uh, to shine, right? Um, you know, like I said, it came out here in in, uh, in 2005, right? Um, no idea what where I was going or what I was doing, but I knew that that things had to change in my life. Right. And as and as as, as Scott said uh, this morning, you know, I mean, I, I saw one man living a life. I had no idea what I was looking at. And, and 15 years later, I went. I guess he's the dude I need to call for some help, you know. And so I did. And, and, and what what a big step. Right. Coming coming through that door. No, I no idea what I was what I was going to come into, you know, so. You know, I, I particularly like people when they when they come in here, you know, for the for the first time, right? That's a big step for people, 
Right? Walking through that door is a, is a really, really big step to be like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go and I'm going to come in, you know, and we, and we should embrace that. We should embrace that and, and encourage them to, to keep coming back, right? Because they're here for a reason. They decided to come here for a reason, right? And, and, and to make those, those changes. I remember the first time I was, I was tapped for a meditation, right? I think it was the Lord's Supper meditation. I don't think I even slept the night before. It's like, man, I was, I was, I was excited and terrified all at the same time. It's like, oh man, here we go. I gotta get up here and 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 you know and and deliver, right? Um, and then of course, Miss, Mrs. Parks described me. I'll never forget that as this explosion, right? You know, it's like, here's Brian, and after meditation, boom, you know, here comes here comes Brian, right? So little did you know, right? That was kind of like my personality. Like I can run you over if you if you're not careful. Um, so yeah, so that happened, right? And so I was like, wow. And so every time, right? Um, I, I get up here and, and, and get tapped to deliver a, a message. You know, it's, it's, it's exciting and terrifying all at the same time. It really is because, you know, as, as God says in James 3, 1, that the teachers will what? Incur a stricter judgment. So we, we have to be careful when we get up here. You know, are, are we teaching the right thing? And then how are you going to deliver it? You know? Isn't it encouraging? You know, are you, are you keeping people engaged, right? You know, or is it death by PowerPoint? You know, anybody ever been through that? You know, where the dude just like stands there and reads. I could read the screen, dude. Just shut up. Just hit, just flip it through there and I'll read it. You don't need to sit here and, and tell me, you know. We don't want death by PowerPoint, right? Because what if we live death by PowerPoint? Are people going to be engaged? Are they going to be excited about wanting to come or wanting to know you know, why we're so different, you know, and, and, you know, why, why are you so positive? Why are you so happy? Why are we so different? You know, um, you know, then last Sunday comes along, right? When Bill had, had, had mentioned to me if, if we weeks prior that, you know, he wanted, you know, uh, to, to, to ordain a few of us. And I'm like, what, what? I was like, well, why me? You know, and, and Sharon, in her most encouraging, <laughs> loving voice last Sunday, says, why did Bill choose you? We have no idea. <laughs> but, we'll, but we'll be praying. <laughs> and I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, yeah, why, why, why? You know, in, in, in a body full of so many amazing, strong brothers and sisters, you know, uh, it was the most humbling experience that I've that I've ever been through. Last Sunday, it really was. I, I didn't know how. I was extremely nervous up here. I didn't know, you know, I, I, you know. I just, I, I never, you never feel like you're worthy, right, of of whatever. But just to continue to live the life, right, as as we all do. I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm deserving to have that title, but. You know, we're just going to keep, we're going to keep doing it together and keep living a life, you know. I mean, that's, that's all we can do is, is bring glory to God uh, in all that we do. You know, when I, I became a coach, right, uh, when, when, when Zach and Courtney were small, Zach was like five years old, and, and I'm watching this first t-ball practice going, oh, my goodness. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> well, I, I think I could probably do better than this. And the dude just quit, like, the next practice, like, nobody was there. So, you know, a couple of us looked at each other like, well, I, we can do this, right? You know, never never intended on being a coach. 
And it was the most incredible experience of my life was coaching young kids. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I coached Zach and Courtney in every sport from the time they were five or six years old all the way until they hit high school. Every sport. Sometimes I had two teams. Like Courtney, we had softball one year. It was two teams. Like I, I had like 25 kids wanted to come out and, 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 and be coached by me. And I'm like, what? Well, I, I just couldn't throw that away, so I coached two teams. I made it work, right? Two different teams. I divvied them up the best I could. And so when we hit the tournament, I told the director, I'm like, don't, don't, uh, you can't put us on the same bracket. You got to put us on opposite sides of the bracket. He's like, well, what if you win all the way through? And I'm like, well, then I'll coach both teams in a championship. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I sat there on third base. And I coached my hitters, and I coached my defense, and I had two teams in the championship. Why? It's crazy, right? Just being positive and just, and just loving the kids, you know? And, and you know all it was? There was a lot more talented teams than us. It's just fundamentals. All it was is fundamentals. Every, every sport I, I coached, it was just fundamentals. The game will come. If you don't know how to hit, throw, catch... You're not going to do anything, right? Fundamentals. What do, we, what do we do as Christians, right? It's fundamentals. That's all it is. It's just fundamentals, you know? It's, it, it's not rocket science. It's not. You know, it's just fundamentals. God, God gives us the book. All we got to do is read and follow the directions, right? And, 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 and do it humbly, Right? Like I say, it was the most humbling experience that I've ever had. Stand up here, kidding me, with Bill, Kirk, and Jeff? I'm sitting there looking at that. That's why I was over here, by the way. I just want you to know that. That's why I was over here. I'm like, I'm not deserving to be over there. Let me tell you that. That's, that's, that's how I felt, okay? You know? Great, great men. And so many men and women in this body. Just so amazing. It's, 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 it's such a privilege to be part of this, of this body. And I'm so glad that that, that God put me here, you know, and now, now we're just, now we're just doing this together. So nothing's going to change. We're going to keep walking in the footsteps of Jesus and, and, and living that life. So why are we so positive? Why are we so different? Why are you so happy through all the tribulations? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are very thankful <laughs> for just another day that you have blessed us with, Father. We're so thankful for Jesus and his Amazing example, Father, that we can walk in his footsteps. And, and for him, Father, setting an example for us and sacrificing himself so that we might have life uh, through him, Father. So I just pray that we all would be encouraged by the scriptures uh, today, that you would bless uh, the lesson, Father, and that we'd all go out as Jesus did and, and so many others before us and truly show, pe show people, Father, uh, your glory uh, so others can know uh, what it uh, what it is the the freedom the hope the peace that we have as new creations as Christians Father so bless our time uh, to, uh, today and the rest of this week Father we love you and praise you in the name of King Jesus that we pray Amen so everything going on why why are we so positive you know we have we have amazing examples right here I'm sorry if you're watching on there because I like to walk I you know I, I can't stand in front of this thing sometimes I'll try to do my best. So many, right, in this, just in this, in this small body that we have, so many amazing examples of, of, of that positive 
you know, uh, persevering through through so many tribulations, right? And 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 I know Scott doesn't like me talking about him and his family, but too bad, Scott. <laughs> the Kirkpatrick's, right? I mean, who who was not encouraged by their amazing attitude through you know a job loss and, and possibly losing the home they were trying to purchase? You know, wait a minute, we already sold our house, so we can't go back to there. What if we don't get this house? What are we? Where are we going to go? What are we going to do without a job? And yet, every time I got woke up by the by the by the twelve <laughs> text messages and, and and try to go back to sleep, I was very encouraged at the same time because of just the positiveness of of Scott and Miriam. Just be like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna persevere and 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 we're gonna come out on top because we're gonna do it God's way. God's in charge. And, and, and look what it turned out. It's just, it's just amazing how, how God blessed them because of their positive perseverance in a very difficult time. You don't think that was a very difficult time? You have two children. You just sold your house. You lost your job. That's hard. That's hard. I don't know if you've ever been there before, but it's an amazing, amazing example there. What about the Comptons? You know, when... When, when Bill kind of was like, hey, this is kind of what I want to do, you know, and I started, you know, thinking about what what an evangelist is supposed to do. I'm like, hey, number one, you can't die for a while, okay? So just just hang in there for a good 20 years or so. We'll be good. All right, I'll, I'll help you out, but uh, be part of this leadership team. That's awesome, but you just live, okay, dude? You know, so we're going we're gonna to keep Bill alive. Um, but I, I, I started thinking about that, you know, as... as, as 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 he's wanting to deliver these these messages and keep this body together, right? And he, and he's and he's he's preaching the truth, right? And so many have come and gone and left. And what that must do to him, because that's his concern, right? It's his concern as his body, and wanting to grow this body and wanting to get people to heaven. And and he's preaching the truth, and he's preaching the truth, and he and he knows he's doing the right thing, and yet people are just leaving. And, and not being very kind to him. And being horrible to him. That's hard. It's hard on Sharon. Right? And yet, what do they do? Just keep going. Keep persevering. You know? One foot in front of the other. And, and, and sticking to his guns. And, no, I'm not going to change. I'm going to keep preaching the truth. Because I know that's the truth. And what I've always appreciated about Bill, from the very first time I heard him, He's always said what? Check me out. Check me out. Make sure I'm teaching the right thing. And he's humble enough that maybe if he's missed something, and somebody goes, you know what? Yeah, you know what? I totally missed that. And you've heard him say that before too, right? Yeah, I totally, totally missed this one, guys. The most humble men that I know. And how about, how about the drillers? I didn't know how to, how to encourage Jeff when he lost his dad. That, 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 that's a hard thing, you know? To go, to go through something like that. And, and you can't understand why those things happen. And yet here he was still... Super positive, super encouraging here. Putting Jesus first. That's 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 tough. Great family, you know, they all they all lost a great man. 
And yet, because of that man's example, that's why they are who they are. Right? So, so what kind of example should we be setting, not only for our own families, but for others to see? The things that Jeff's dad did that nobody knew about. That they found out after he passed. <coughs> but the hope of knowing that you'll see him again another day. And that should drive us all on. Those that have, that have gone before us. I want to see all those folks again, right? I have... God's going to be really frustrated. I'm out, I got a lot of questions. <laughs> you know, I got a lot of questions. Hey, I want to I wanna know about this and this and this and why. You know, I got questions I want answered. But I want to be there, right? I want to be there with all of you. I want to be there with so many others that we don't even know yet. The, the one person that walks in our life, and it might be the only opportunity that God has provided them to see Jesus. And maybe we allow them to walk by without saying a word or showing them Jesus, right? We have no, we have no idea how important that is uh, for us to live. And then, of course, Jesus, right? We look, we look at Jesus and look at his example. I'm like, oh my goodness. Dude, have, have you really looked at what he went through on a daily basis? And yet, and yet persevered, right? With, with such a great attitude. I don't know. I, I just, I, I, I'm astounded every time I read so many accounts of Jesus and, and his life and his example. And for me, for me, like the, a big one, right, is, is the garden. And I don't know why that one's such a, such a big one. For, it's such a turning point for Jesus right there. He had the opportunity to, to be done. Well, he had opportunities lots of times to be done, right? But in, in that moment right there, because it's crunch time, folks. It, it's, it's coming. You don't think he's been thinking about that the entire time of what was about to happen? Yeah, he got up, right? Because what, what was he? Was he face down praying? Sweating drops of blood is a real thing, brethren. It's a real thing. Caused by high stress. They saw it in, 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 in armies of men that were guaranteed to die as soon as they stepped out or through that door. They knew that as soon as they hit that battlefield, they were going to be killed. There was no doubt. Nobody was going to live, and, 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 and they're sitting there knowing they're going to die. And they're sweating drops of blood. It's a real thing. It's a real human thing. That's how much agony Jesus was in. So much stress he was under. And yet, what did he do? Stood up, set his face like flint, and he went. And he had an incredible attitude, right? Can you imagine? I can't imagine what crucifixion would even feel like. <clears throat> to not be able to breathe and then have to be able to push up with your last uh, little bit of effort just so you can breathe and then back down again until you can't breathe anymore. And then pushing back up so you can get a breath. And yet, while on that cross and while listening to two fools behind him, Right? One fool decided what? Maybe you shouldn't be so foolish anymore. 
And in that guy's last minute, what did Jesus do? Was Jesus thinking about himself? Even in all that agony and all that pain and everything he was going through? Now, last, in that last moment, save that guy. But it was that guy, what, humbling himself, going, you know what? Wow. Changing that mind. So Scott kind of talked about, you know, tribulations, right, today. About, about what, what those bring about. If you go to Romans chapter 5, beginning in verse 1, right? It says, Therefore I have been justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we exult in hope of the glory of God. Right? Exult. Right? Rejoice. And, and, and in some definitions it says what? To be extremely joyful. So we're supposed to be extremely joyful in our tribulations. And in the things that we come up against, we're supposed to be extremely joyful. Well, why? Because that, that tribulation brings about what? <coughs> the perseverance. And perseverance, the proven character of Christ. And the proven character, what? Hope. So I think we, we look we look at tribulations, we look at we look at maybe some of the negative things that come into our lives and that we're having to fight against it. Totally in, in, in the wrong mindset, right? We can have that mindset right there. It's like, you know what? We're going to persevere. We're going to get through. God's in control, and we're going to get it done. So when times are tough, how do we deal with those things? How, are, how do we look at them? Is it, is it a Debbie Downer? Is it woe is me? Or is it like, you know what? I love this. Bring on some more, right? Because this, this is, in the end, going to give me even more hope. It's going to build my character in Christ. And hope does not disappoint in verse 5, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us, Christ in us. Do you, do you believe that you have the power of the Holy Spirit? That it's not praying for patience, because you already are filled with patience. The patience of Jesus. You have all the qualities of Jesus already in you. You have that power of the Holy Spirit. In verse 6, while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the good man someone would dare even to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were enemies, Christ died for us. Christ has died for the entire world, for every sin of every person. They just have to bow the knee. Maybe they don't know they have to bow the knee. That's on us to live the life and show them and then teach them. Much more than having now been justified, verse 9, by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. Do you believe there's only two doors? There's only option A and option B. There's either heaven or the lake of fire. Do you really believe that? An interesting thing happened to me before last Sunday. I was taking a break at work. You know, I had to work before last Sunday and, and I was eating something. And usually I flip on some hunting video while I'm eating, you know, and, and uh, 
so I'm throw I throw on YouTube and I and one of the things that pops up, which I've never watched before, and this again, this is before last Sunday. In fact, this is very early Sunday morning, probably about two or three in the morning. There's a video pops up, talks about atheism versus Christianity. Why would that pop up in my feed? I've never watched anything about atheists. So it intrigued me. So I clicked on it, and I watched about five minutes of it before I realized that this was the devil working through something here. Because the person who was talking was an atheist. He was making some very interesting points. Then I'm like, why am I watching this stupid thing? And I turned it off. But I thought that was very interesting with, with everything that happened last Sunday. Why all of a sudden that would pop up in my feed? And we're going to read a little bit about the devil here in, in a second. You don't think he's wandering around? Working whenever he can in your lives? If you don't, you better wake up. Because it might be baby Christians, but it's also those experienced, lifelong Christians. He's going to keep working on you for the rest of your life. <clears throat> How great would it be for the devil to be able to take out Bill? Right? If, if for some reason the devil was, was able to do that, how many people would fall if Bill fell? How many lives would be affected, right? You don't think the devil's working on Bill all the time? You don't think the devil's working on Sharon all the time? You don't think he's always looking for an opportunity to take them out? Because what happens when you take the leaders out? And that's part of why Bill did what he did last Sunday. He had a near-death experience rolling around in a pickup truck upside down a few times and went, boy, we, we need to figure something out in case something does happen, right? And so he did. So in verse 9, much more than having not been justified by his blood, we should be saved from the wrath of God through him, right? For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more than reconciled, we shall be saved by his, by his life. Not by our own, by his, by Jesus' life. And not only this, but we also exult, we rejoice, right? Greatly rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. We're new creations. We have that opportunity. Again, is it a, is it a, is it a guarantee? Is it a sure thing? No, because it depends on who. It still depends on us individually to make those choices every day, right? Are we going to follow Jesus or are we not going to follow Jesus? One of my favorite examples, and don't ask me why, is Job. Job is amazing. Job is not a man filled with the Holy Spirit. Job was just a faithful man of God. Right? And as we read here, I'm going to read some verses here in Job. About how he was a rich man. I'll kind of skip through some stuff, you know. But 
You know, in verse 3 there, it says, you know, 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke oxen, 500 female donkeys. And, oh my goodness, I have five. He had ten. Okay? Ten children. Wow. Okay? Busy man. Right? <laughs> so there was a day, verse 6, when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. Huh. And the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? And Satan answered the Lord and said, from roaming about on the earth and walking around on it. You think he's still doing that today? Yeah. Do you think he knows where he's destined for? Hmm. If you knew there was no other option but the lake of fire, how hard would you fight to make sure, right, that you could prolong that time until you made it there? Or take as many people as you could with you. Because I'm not going to be there alone. I'm just roaming around, God. And so the Lord said, in verse 8, to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? For there is no one like him on earth, a blameless and upright man, fearing God and turning away from evil. And Satan answered the Lord, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge about him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But put forth your hand now and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power, only do not put forth your hand on him. So Satan departed from the presence of the Lord. Could you imagine that God has so much confidence in you that he would tell the devil, go ahead, go, go after him or her and see what happens. Wouldn't that be awesome if God had so much confidence in us as, as faithful Christians that he would send the devil after us? Go ahead. See what you can do with them. How awesome is that? The confidence he had in Job. That God had in Job. Does, does, does God have that confidence in you? Can, can you be the one that, that God sends Satan after and be like, go ahead, see what happens? Okay. Now think about this. This man was rich. He had 10 kids, right? He was, he was well off, yet still, still put God first. In verse 13, it says, Now on the day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in the oldest brother's house, the messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them, and the Sabians attacked and took them. They also slew the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. Okay, well, they just attacked, they killed some of my servants, and they took all the donkeys. Uh, okay, all right. Well, and then so while that guy was still speaking... Here comes another dude, right? And he says, The fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants to consume them. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Now think about this. This guy's got a lot. He's got ten children. He's got a lot of stuff, right? And while one servant is, is, is speaking, the next one's running up. So it's not like he's got time to kind of, you know, figure all this out, right? He's just hearing this. Boom, 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 boom. Four of them. And while he was still speaking, another also came and said the Chaldeans formed three bands and made a raid on the camels and took them and slew the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. And while he was still speaking, another also came and said, Your sons and your daughters were eating and drinking wine in the oldest brother's house. Behold, the great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house, and it fell on the young people, and they died. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Now, I don't know about you, but people take my stuff, you know, whatever, right? You want to take my donkeys and my camels and, you know, whatever. This dude just lost his 10 kids. 
Now, I don't know about you, but that would be devastating to me to lose one, much less all ten. And all this, one after another, after another. So verse 20 says, He rose and tore his robe and shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshipped. He said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And through all this, Job did not sin, nor did he blame God. How about us? If number one, if God said, go, do whatever, are, are we going to be that person that God has the confidence in? And then when it all happens, how are we going to react? When you lose everything, including your children. So again, there was a day in chapter 2, when the sons of God came to present themselves for the Lord, and Satan also came among them to present himself for the Lord. The Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? And Satan answered the Lord, so well, from roaming about on the earth and walking around on it. See, it doesn't change, right? Where is the devil at? He's roaming around, right? Looking for opportunities on all of us. And the Lord said to Satan, if you consider my servant Job, for there's no one like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, fearing God and turning away from evil. And he still holds fast his integrity. Although you incited me against him to ruin him without cause. Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yes, all that a man has, he will give for his life. However, put forth your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse you to your face. So the Lord said to Satan, Behold, he is in your power, only spare his life. So you can do anything you want to him, just don't kill him. Anybody ever have any aches and pains? You know, I was talk about it getting older. It's like, man, this is, you know... <laughs> Just, just, just no fun getting old, right? You know, things start falling apart and they hurt. And, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, when I was, you know, 22, 23 years old, I was invincible, right? You know, working all those days in the mill, pulling green chain for eight, 10 hours, you know, go home, do whatever I wanted to do, wake up after, you know, three hours sleep, go do it all again. Boy, those days were old. You know, oh my goodness. Now you wake up and you're like, oh, God, <laughs> get out of bed. You're like, oh, I look like my grandpa, you know? <laughs> And like trying to walk to the bathroom, oh, or or getting up three times throughout the night, you know. It's like, geez, what in the world? You know, it's crazy, right? The aches and pains, right? When 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 you're when you're in pain, physical pain, you know, when things hurt, and it it, it can put you in a bad mood. It can right? Because you're thinking about that, man. Just, this hurts. That hurts. In verse seven. It says, And Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils from the sole on his foot to the crown of his head. And so then he took a, a potsherd to scrape himself while he was sitting among the ashes, some broken piece of pottery, and he's just sitting there scratching himself, right? <laughs> Sounds like a great time. <laughs> I've lost everything, now look at me, right? And then his wife said to him, how important is it to have a, a really encouraging spouse? One that's on the same page as you, right? Right? Whether it be husband or wife, doesn't matter, right? Doing this together. I'm so thankful for my wife. She's just an amazing woman. She's helped me through so much. She's kept me on track, you know? Gently. Gently. I don't know how she does it, because she can do it gently, and, and it works. Most of the time people don't, gentle doesn't work with me, you know, yet she can do that. She, 
She keeps me on track, but not here, right? Joe's wife said, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. Oh, thank you, honey. Appreciate that. But he said, do you speak as one of the foolish women speaks? Shall we indeed accept good from God and not accept adversity? And in all this, Job did not sin with his lips. Through all that. Now, do you think this actually happened to Job or just some, some wise tale, some story that somebody made up? Because some people believe that. Some people believe this is just some story that it didn't actually happen. Well, I don't know about you, but I believe every word in this Bible. I believe this happened to Job. And I believe he was such a faithful man of God, they did exactly that. You know what? God gave and, and God took away. And as I was looking at this last night, I didn't realize that Job was such a big book. You know, 40 some odd chapters. Crazy, right? And in the end, he perseveres all the way to the end, right? And God does what? Blesses him. Twofold of everything that he had. Except, I want to point this out, except the children. My goodness, 10 was enough. Could you imagine 20? Five's enough. Really, right? I thought I found that very interesting. I was reading that. You know, he's like, everything's doubled except the children. He still got, till, he got 10 children back, you know? And he lived another 140 years, right? Amazing. All because of what? Because he's just faithful. He just believed in God. You know what? He's going to give, he's going to take away, but I'm going, to, I'm going to continue to glorify him through all this. And, and we, we have such an opportunity, as I talked about before. We can glorify God through all this, you know. 2020, like, ah, oh, we want to forget about 2020. No, no, we don't. What, what a great opportunity we have in 2020. What a great opportunity is provided now for us, right? It, it all depends on our attitude. Do we have the attitude of Job? That it's okay. God's in control. He can give, he can take away, but you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna live for God. I'm gonna, I'm gonna glorify God. And we'll we'll finish up here. Bill taught me well. See, I'm like 15 minutes over. In <laughs> Hebrews 10, uh, beginning in verse 32, it says, "But remember the former days when, after being enlightened, you'd endured a great conflict of sufferings." Probably by being made a, a public spectacle through reproaches and tribulations, and probably be, by becoming sharers with those who were so treated. For you showed sympathy to the prisoners and accepted joyfully the seizure of your property, knowing that you have for yourselves a better possession and a lasting one. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. You have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what was promised. For yet, in a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay, but my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But verse 39 says, But we are not of those who shrink back to destruction, but of those who have faith to the preserving of the soul. We are not those that shrink back. Let the devil walk around this world. Let the devil come take us on. I got no issue with that. He can, he can do whatever he wants. All that's going to do is build me up into a more hopeful Christian, right? It's going to build me in every way, depending on how I look at those tribulations. 
When the devil attacks, fantastic. Bring it on, dude. We're going to be faithful to the end. We're not going to be those that shrink back. And we're going to finish this race, right? We're going to finish this race for ourselves and for everybody else that's watching. Because hopefully we can, we can bring them along too. But it's up to them. But more importantly, it's up to us to live that life of Christ, right? Do not grow weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Don't give up. Keep fighting that fight. Thanks, brother. Let's stand up. What did Jesus say? He said to go. Every day, be excited. Here we go. Get all excited. I'm gonna tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. Get all excited. I'm gonna tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. Get all excited. I'm gonna tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. Jesus Christ is still the King of Kings. King of Kings. Woo! All right, let's go. Thanks once again for listening. To download today's lesson plan or find out more about Cornerstone Truth Podcast and our church, please go to www.cornerstonetruth.org or email us at thecornerstonetruth at gmail.com. Have a blessed week.